What's up, DFY Podcast? Today we have a special guest. She is an author of, what, three books? Um, she let us uh, read one of her uh, books that she sent to us. It's called Self-Love um, 101, Art, of, Art is Healing. So we have the opportunity to read that, and we now have her on the line. And we're just going to let her, you know, explain a little bit about the book. So her name is Empress. Um, so yeah, if you want to just let us tell us about yourself and about the book, and we can go from there. All right. Well, um, happy Sunday, R and Kira, Different from Yesterday podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're welcome. We're happy to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm really excited, and this is on my second podcast interview. So let's do it. Um, <laughs> I guess a little bit about. <laughs> Just a little bit about me is um, I'm the author of three books. Most recently, Self Love 101: Art is Healing. Um, it's available on Amazon and at EmpressDurden.com. Um, my name means a woman who holds her imperial title in her own right. So it's E M P R I S um, dot D U R D E N. I'm a post postmodern Afrofuturist and self love poet here in LA. Uh, so this collection. It's to help people who are healing from heartbreak, and it's like a weird, like, Twitter kind of timeline. So I would say, like, I wrote a description, like, it unraveled like a sacred but modern prayer for the strength to be gentle with oneself, to skip over negativity like video access, to eat pastoral interludes for breakfast, and to practice the daily art of self-love 101. Um, so I perform at the Poetry Lounge, World Stage, Beyond Baroque, Tia Chucha Central Commercial, um, private events and at uh, college, so I'm open for speaking. My work's been featured on the Free Black Women's Library LA and Good Black Reads. Um, my second book, Digital Sunset, Digital Sunrise, A Ripaway Love Story, is an Afrofuturist poetry book written under a different pen name, and it's in a few local Los Angeles bookstores. So overall, I want to alchemize my pain into poetry and help other you know, young women realize that a lot of people look for love in others. We really should look inward and upward. So that's my spiel. Um, yeah, so any questions for that? That's awesome. That's great. Uh, you seem like you have a lot going on for you. <laughs> uh, did you want to start off with the questions, or did you want to go into some poetry for us? I'll go ahead and read it for you. It, it seems like I've got a lot going, but the first line of the book is, Clean up on Owl, my life is in shambles. So I say all that just to present a good front, but really we we all are broken um, or have healed. I always want to be authentic and transparent, but um, I'll read you the first 25 poems. Okay. One, clean up on aisle, my life is in shambles. Two, how are you? They want me in a jail cell or a coffin. Three, do we ever really heal? Four, do we ever really heal? Five, you know, there's this really cool new show on TV right now. All those life-changing things, they can wait. Six, I said, I think there's something wrong with me, Ma. She said, yeah, maybe. Seven, breakdowns are really just breakthroughs. Eight, rebuilding myself, sketchbook by sketchbook, poem by poem. Nine, is there an emoji for self-respect? 
10. Shopping list. Something that will make him stay. 11. Do the echoes of who you always wanted to be keep you up at night too? Or is it just me? 12. The only way out is through. 13. Healing crystal cereal crunches and sparkles as I chew. 14. I'm writing for my life. 15. Best believe I'm writing for my life. 16. But if you're happy, they can't sell you things. 17. The only thing I'm afraid of in this life is lying in my coffin with all this locked up inside of me. 18. Don't run from the pain. Sit it down and ask it how its day was. Make it breakfast. 19. Hold hands with the pain. Lean into it. 20. This moment is more precious than you think. 21. Why are you afraid of dying? Why are you so afraid of dying when the yesterday you dies with every morning? But don't you know we're dying all the time? 22. I'm sorry. I mistook myself for your type of girl. 23. If he wants to go, let him go. 24. Tell your son be careful. I just might put him in a book. And for the final poem, it's more traditional. It's called They Say He's a Healer and They Say He's a Healer and I Stand Over Her Casket. They Say He's a Healer and I Think It's All Habit. They Say How Are You? I Say I'm Fantastic. What else? There's too many facts to ad lib. Flower baskets, they kept it classic. Out of my tax bracket, never sips from the flaskets. Fizzing with the gadgets, pulling on my jacket. Clean off my glasses, this service is lasting. It wasn't an assassin or a crime of passion. It wasn't a hatchet or something tragic. My smile is classic, there's so many maggots. We throw our ashes like it's Damascus. The future is blasted, I need a straight jacket. I want to try acid, but let's not be drastic. Now she's dancing in heaven. Her hips are now elastic. They say he's a healer. You catch it. They say he's a healer. The fastest. They say he's a healer, and 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 they say he's a healer, and. All right, that's my spiel. So thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. That was great. You know, when I first was reading the book, it's crazy how you were just reciting it. But when I read it, I read it like a, like straight through. So <laughs> I had to reread it because at first it didn't make sense to me. And I was like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. So like explain how, what type of book is it? Like, you know how you have regular chapter books. What, what is it called on how it's just like a line? Like per page, I guess. Because I feel is is it just like um a book of poems of how to get through healing? I know that was a lot. Definitely, from yesterday. Um, I would define it as post postmodern or Mm -hmm. Afrofuturist. So, um, basically, like it's a poetry book, but I'm doing it in a in a different weird style. I'm trying to Mm -hmm. something that no one's ever seen before, you know? Um, so I wanted to appear like a Twitter timeline, like very short, very succinct. So like uh, it's poetry, but very, very short poetry, like coming from 
Um, people came before me like Alex L., uh, Rupi Cower, Nayir Wai. Um, I don't want to say the instant poet era, but people who are, have done very short um, work. And I just want to take that to a whole different level. Like, when Nair Waid went to different publishers, uh, she said this in one of her Instagram posts uh, that's been deleted since, but she said she went to different publishers and they told her, hey, like, this isn't real poetry. What, like, you're not using, like, periods. You're not using grammar. Um, or, or grammar, but you're not using, this isn't what we've seen before. This is not real poetry. Um, and, you know, they wouldn't give her a deal. And now, you know, she's one of the most famous instant poets and she just doesn't have a publisher, doesn't have, um, I don't think representation, just puts out her stuff. So her being a black woman, she inspired me, you know, five years ago to think that my work was valid. So long story short, it's poetry, but one-liners or short, weird, nothing anybody's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. So, okay. what inspired you to to let's start writing? Honestly, um, um, pain. Um, you know, the subtitle is "Art is Healing." Um, specifically with this book and with my other book too, "Digital Sunset, Digital Sunrise." Um, I thought I found my soulmate. Like I was in love, right? But he didn't feel the same way. And, like, I got really um, sad about it. Like, I don't know, like, I didn't want to be here anymore. And, like, just thought, you know, friends would keep stabbing me in the back. That people wouldn't, like, I was, maybe I was unlovable. Like, maybe I'll never get married, never find love. But then God came to me and, you know, made me realize, like, hey, like, you have writing. You have, um, you know, being a good Christian and everything. And that's what encouraged me to keep going. So writing, I don't, like one of my poems is, um, you speak to me of writing as if I had a choice. Um, Writing is like compulsion for me. It's just the way I channel God, the way I channel um, the creative spirit. And I couldn't, I've tried not to write and I can't. So I have to write. Um, And I really like, one of the people in my dedication of the book I dedicated to was Julia Cameron, who is a creative, um, she has a 12-step program for unblocking creative. Um, Her book is called The Artist's Way. Um, So after I read that book, it changed my life, and I just became more creative. I got rid of self-doubt, and I started making a lot of stuff that I've been repressing. So that's why I dedicated to her in the book, because I want other people to feel how I felt. I want them to know you can be creative too. Like you may be 65 years old, but people have still published books. Like it doesn't matter your age or what you've been doing. Like you can do it too. So that's the inspiration. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That was a deeper than I thought, (laughs) but that's awesome. So you, um, yeah, Writing this book basically pulled you out of a dark spot, is what you're trying to say? Yes. Um, also, I'm a little nervous, but uh, yeah, yeah, it pulled a lot. But yes, it pulled me out of a dark space. Um, and I feel like, no, nah, I feel like I know for a fact a, a lot of young black women who are my peers, because um, I'm 24, I just turned 24, black people in these early 20s, they've experienced heartbreak and they've felt unlovable too and 
it seems to be a common theme. I know, you know, I have a lot of black female friends. I love all people, but it seems especially so with the added pressure of being a black woman that love is a tricky topic. And, you know, there's a lot of um, manipulative, dare I say abusive, you know, men out here. And um, some people have to heal from that. So it's kind of like I want to at least have a tool that people can navigate that and maybe maybe my weird poems will help someone um and I know you mentioned that like um, the whole thing didn't quite make sense and like I feel that like I wanted to be a little disjointed because uh I wanted to be jarring to like imitate not imitate but it's post post modern so it's kind of beyond narrative so you know like in art um you start off with people painting portraits, like, and say, for example, the Renaissance. Um, I'm art history major, so that's how I think of it. But in the Renaissance, people are painting portraits of kings, queens, nobles, whomever. And it's very realistic, right? You know, you have Caravaggio, you have Da Vinci, Mona Lisa. Then you have modernism um, with Picasso, for example, who could have painted portraits, but, and he did, but... After a while, he realized, yo, I want to say something different. When you look at, you know, his Cubist painting that's all weird and stuff, you get a different emotional response. Some, you feel something. Or um, his painting about the war, it looks weird, but it's about war. And then you have postmodernism, which would be like something like performance art, like Marina Abramovich, um, who had a piece where she stood in the art gallery and had a table with, like, roses, uh, just random stuff, a knife, a gun, like, paint. And she told everybody, like, hey, you can do, the audience, you can do whatever you want to me. And at first it was pretty innocuous, like, pretty harmless, like, you know, they painted her a little bit. They, you know, wrote some stuff on her. But after the time went on, the men started cutting off her clothes. They started, like, cutting her. And she was really stoic, like a statue the whole time. And then at the end, um, someone put a gun to her head, and the gallery assistant, the gallery security guard, had to, like, call it off. Um, but you wonder if she would have said nothing, would they have killed her? Because uh, said, she said, you can do anything to me. So that being performance art, you know, it's not a painting. It's not um, a sculpture. It's her. It's a thing that happened in real time. So that's a step beyond modernism. Um, so with post postmodernism, I categorize that and many others have as being incorporating the internet so in my writing I want to imitate the randomness of a Twitter timeline you might or Instagram timeline you might not know what will be on your feet so yeah I have a little theme going on a heartbreak um how are you self-medicating with art and poetry but then I have something like I gave myself permission uh or near the end body paint as jewelry like I wanted to put that um, stark contrast, the randomness of the Internet timeline. Uh, so that was a long answer, but, you know, I wanted to make that point real quick. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you explained it because I'm not an art major, so I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about, you know, modernism and, and things and art like that, but I'm glad you explained that. But put it in a lot more perspective for us, I guess. Um, so going back to yes. the book. Oh, you can go ahead. 
Yeah, some some people hate it. Don't get me wrong. Like Rocco, for example, is probably one people most most people will make fun of. He just does like um, say, for example, a red, white, and blue stripe or whatever. Um, heavily simple simplifying this, but pretty much. And my mom would see that and be like, "Yo, what is this? I could just put a red and white strip of paint here, um, and it sells for millions and millions of dollars. Anyone technically could do it." But he was the first of his kind to do it. Um, or, for example, an artist who puts, like, a black line, a black square on a white canvas. Like, anyone could do it, but there's a reason why he was the first um, and what he was trying to achieve. And it's about the emotion. But don't. Well, my point is, don't get me wrong, like, some people, like, hate, they hate the Internet. They hate postmodernism. It doesn't agree with them. And um, it's weird. And... To that I say, it's not meant for them, and, um, you know, they should go read uh, Shakespeare, something more traditional. Not to say that I don't appreciate them reading it, but if critics, when they write, want to say, like, my my work um, is strange, I say that's good because I took a stance and I stayed true to um, my vision. Um, not to say that someone else doesn't like it, I'm not heard about. I'm just saying, like, um, it's supposed to be devices, is what I mean. Just a little interjection. Well, that's good. Yeah, stick to stick to you. Don't change because because people are criticizing you. It's crazy when you think about it. Um, how you're talking about art, the the paintings and stuff back in the day, they weren't really considered much of anything back then and now we're like oh my god it's amazing like but in their time a lot of them were either poor or you know like not making any type of money now their paintings are selling for millions of dollars but yeah stick to you girl stick to you there's nothing wrong with it i did have a question i see you you had mentioned about your mom and she was like you asked her what was wrong and you know you think there's something wrong with you and she was like there might be do you think that she helped you out of your depression or do you think she just let you figure it out on your own hmm um i was i was never diagnosed with clinical depression but i think we all experienced it a little bit but uh yeah I, I love my mom she uh yeah she's she's amazing like she is a creative person um, and I think she has done everything to be a good mother and everything. Hi, mom. What's up? I made it. No, <laughs> I want a podcast, mom. What's up? No, um, we in this. Um, but yeah, the, the, that particular poem. I guess my goal with that one was not necessarily. It's not necessarily about my exact experience, but something I'm trying to capture, make a person who's reading feel like. Assuming something may be wrong with me, Ma, and usually, you know, the mother is, like, comforting, like, there's nothing wrong with you, like, you're good, you're amazing, you know, some mothers, um, and then some mothers might be like, yeah, there's something wrong with you, so I wanted someone to try to reach for that comfort in the poem, like, I think there's something wrong with me, Ma, I'm looking for that comfort, and the mom was just like, yeah, maybe there is, you know, so that was what I was going for in that poem, but, yeah, I love my mother, um, she's always been supportive, so... Yeah, um, and speaking on the whole painting thing of people being poor, yeah, I'm definitely out here struggling. Like one of my poems, like just a young writer out here trying to make it. Like I make two dollars off of each book, so 
Yeah, everyone has a dream, though, so I'm going to keep pushing. Um, but, yeah, it's real out here. I know y'all are in Atlanta, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Trust. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we do stay in Atlanta, so we know the struggle. It's all real. <laughs> yeah, everybody's trying to make it. Yeah. Either way. And yet, yeah, here we are. We're yeah. positive and good. Yeah. And I, I thought it was funny how you had mentioned, what was it called? Um, how to catch a man one-on-one. And then it kind of just like... <laughs> went down a weird path, it was like, how to trap a man, like, <laughs> and then it was like, <laughs> this semester you learned about false ultimatums and be demands and dodging commitment one-on-one. I was like, that's very interesting. I, I really actually laughed at that. I was like, wow, I wonder what your thoughts were behind that part. Like, why did it change from how, how to catch a man to trap a man and everything else? <laughs> Ooh, let me uh let me pull that let me pull that up. Um and read it for for the viewers, for the different from yesterday podcast viewers. Um I like to call this class How to Catch a Man One O One Two. Hello class, welcome to How to Keep a Man One O One Three. Welcome to the first module of your online course, How to Trap a Man One O One Four. Please turn in your final exams. Thank you. I hope you've learned a lot this semester in false ultimatums, empty demands, and dodging commitment 101. Five, I take myself on the best dates, the kind of dates where I leave with manuscripts and mandalas. So that's the, that's the quote there. Um, to answer your question, yeah, I go ahead of this whole postmodern vein. Sometimes, you know, you get on a Google topic or a Reddit topic, and then you go on a whole little, like, detour in your life. And I guess with that, now that you mentioned that, I didn't even realize I'm trying to, like, emulate how sometimes you start researching things for hours. Um, but, yeah, I'm not saying that anyone should try to trap a man. I thought it'd be funny. Like, some some of the stuff, um, some of my poems, I just do straight because I think it's hilarious to myself or hopefully make someone laugh. In the next couple books, I want to definitely do more um, absurdist humor. Like another poem I think is funny is, one to a spirituality be like a fresh fresh spring salad. Um, here's another one. Hey, what's up? Just your friendly ex here checking to see if you're still in my emotional leash or not. Nah. Oh, okay. Cool. So just like really weird humor um, I think it's funny. Hopefully some people think it's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they answer your question. <laughs> so, when, so my interpretation of that, when I read that, I was thinking like, okay, how to catch a man, 101. Okay, this not working, so now I'm going to trap you. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> in my head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot that point. Yeah, I mean, the, the book is about helping people build a heartbreak. So it's kind of like, I guess, now that you're mentioning that, in that vein, I wanted to capture the feeling of how, um, I guess even myself, if your love life has been going well for a while, eventually you start like, asking people for advice. Like, I start asking my mom, like, hey, you know, mom, how do, how did you um, become married, get my dad to propose? It's hard out here in this dating world. Like, you know, maybe not, I don't say desperation, but 
that feeling of, wow, I'm so unlovable. Like, maybe I need to, like, read an article about how to do all that. But then at the end, I get to it, like, I take myself on the best dates, the kind of dates where I leave with manuscripts and mandalas. And dating is like shopping for human souls. And eventually, on the same vein, a man cannot save you. That's funny. I don't remember hitting you up when I was down and out. Uh, yeah, so in that same vein, I'm trying to turn that on its head and, and that sequence afterwards and be like, a man cannot save you. Like, you, yeah, you can learn how to catch him and you may keep him, but in the end, only God can save us. You know, art being an outlet, art being healing, self-love, your friends, your family. So, yeah, that was the message I was trying to send. Just wanted to clear that up, that I'm not trying to tell people trap anyone. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't think you were telling us to trap them, but I just okay. thought that was funny. I was like, wow. It's, but it's crazy because you do have thoughts like that that be running through your head. Or people do tell you to do stuff like that. And you're sitting there like, wow, okay. <laughs> but um, we are so happy to have you on here, and we are about to wrap it up. So did you have any last words you wanted to tell us about the book or any upcoming things that you have definitely thank you again like it was fun it was chill on a Sunday morning um just want to say to the viewers like like the first line is clean up on all my life is in shambles um you know try to have self-love try to let the world get to you believe in yourself all that go out there and be somebody but um on a real note I'm just out here trying to make it in here here in LA, a struggling young writer. So if you'd like to support my work, uh, definitely go to EmpressDurden.com. That's E M as in more, P R I S, um, D as in David, U R D E N as in no dot com. Or on Instagram, it's at Empress.Durden. Um, and if you DM me, I'll give you a special hookup family price. Um, on a signed copy. But, yeah, you can find a book on Amazon. Um, in the next few months, it should be in Barnes & Nobles and in local bookstores. Um, but um, the, the, right now, the price is $9.99 for paperback and $0.99 cents for e-books. I didn't want any money to be an issue for anyone. Um, so that's the price right now. I don't know how long I'm going to keep it that low. So you probably want to jump on that. Um, overall, I post poems daily on my page and my message is just for you to have self-love don't be pressed about these men out here uh have loving yourself um yeah that's my spiel <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us um we were really happy to have you so you can finally have your sunday back i don't know if you want to go back to sleep or not about <laughs> yeah. to go to church Definitely. Oh, cool. lovely to see yes. you. Arian's here. Thank you again. Different from yesterday. I love that name. Different from yesterday. It reminds me. I'll leave you all with a poem. Uh, Every day is January 1st. Okay. Which I think aligns with different from yesterday. Every day we have a chance to be a completely new person. Mm, that's what we're going for when we named it. <laughs> to be better than we were yesterday. Love the work y'all are doing. Have a great Sunday as well. Take care. Bye. 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 <laughs>
What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing under license in all 50 states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number 33.